Thursday Such a crazy, lazy day Thursday has its own peculiar way Of saying hey Sometimes Thursday almost Makes you want to run away Thursday such a crazy, lazy day Well, good afternoon, everybody. Afternoon, Chester. Hi, this is Bob Bro. Welcome to the Best Old Time Radio Podcast. And this is Thursday, November the 19th, 2020. And on Thursdays, what do we play? A Western. And we've got a great one lined up today. So I hope that you've made it through the week all right. You're here at toward the end of the week. We're just a little bit of a slide down into into Friday. We've got great weather today in St. Louis. It's supposed to be up to around 72, 73 degrees. It's funny, we were just thinking about when we got married here, because we were married in Peoria, but our first our first wedding night was in, in St. Louis on our drive to California. And uh, that night, November 18th, 1906, or 1972, it was uh, snowy. It was rainy and uh, turning into like slushy stuff and dark and cold. And here we're going to have 72 degrees on the 19th. So what can I say? Anyway, we're glad to have you along. So get over there in that chair. Get rid of the cares of the day. Get yourself a little snack or something there. Because we're going to come right back at you in just a moment with an episode of this week's old-time radio western. Thursday's got its own peculiar way of saying Sometimes Thursday makes you want to run away. Thursday's such a crazy, lazy day.
that music takes me back, doesn't it you? I'm going back like 140 years. Wait, I'm in some strange land. Oh, there's a sign over here. K-A-N-S-A-S, Kansas. We're in Kansas. Oh, it's an old western town. It's Dodge City, Kansas, everybody. <laughs> it's time for Gunsmoke. Time to walk down Front Street, that dusty, dirty street filled with all of the cowpokes that came off the trail, leading their herds of cattle into Dodge City's railhead to be shipped back east. Yeah, it is time for gun smoke. And walking down the streets with Matt Dillon and Chester and Kitty and Doc and the whole gang. Hey, I have an episode... I'm beginning to think that I have done something wrong with my record keeping. Now, let me explain. I listen to Gunsmoke all the time. So if I'm in the car or sometimes even laying in bed, I will listen to episodes of Gunsmoke. So I, I hear these all the time. I mean, I probably listen to the entire run of Gunsmoke at least once a year. So all of the shows are familiar to me, but I forget from time to time what I've played when I have it. And I thought I had played pretty much everything from the early 50s. But this is one it looks like I have not played. And it's a good one. It features John Daner in a very nasty role, Sam Edwards and Helen Cleave. Helen Cleave. Now, if you don't know who that is, you might want to Google her. But I can save you some time. She played Miss Mamie Baldwin one of the uh, Baldwin sisters on the Waltons. And that show ran from 1972 to 1981. Now, the episode of Gunsmoke we are going to listen to tonight was from 1954. Now, Helen Cleve was born in 1907, so now I'm throwing a bunch of numbers at you to confuse me. But that means she was about 47 when she made this episode of Gunsmoke, and then it would have been 18 years later. So she was around 65 when she first started playing was it 57, 60? Yeah, about 65 when she first started playing on the Waltons. And then that show was on for close to 10 years, I guess. But she is really good. She did a lot of radio work and a lot of the shows on the early days of TV. A lot of times in Gunsmoke, she played a very sensible woman. And she, did, she was not an old lady when Gunsmoke was recorded. So she doesn't play old lady roles. And she, she did one uh, we played, remember, where the, um, the woman from the east, from Boston, had been captured by the Indians, and she had a daughter by the chief. And the name of the show was the daughter's name. I can't think of what it is right off. But she was so good in that episode, and she's good in this one tonight. There, there's a quality to her voice. It's really great. And it's a lot different than, than the Mamie Baldwin. All right, so here we go. This episode of Gunsmoke was originally broadcast on January the 9th, 1954. And it, it really, again, this is, is an adult Western, folks. You wouldn't hear a plot like this on Hopalong Castle. The name of this episode is The Jokes on Us. And you'll understand as soon as you hear it. Around Dodge City and in the territory on West, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke.
Gunsmoke, starring William Conrad. The story of the violence that moved west with young America. The story of a man who moved with it. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Bring his horse over here, Benson. Sure, Jake. Wait till we get him up on his horse before you tie that rope to wall. There'd be too much slack otherwise. Yeah. It couldn't hang you very good with your feet touching the ground, could we, Tillman? No, Jake, you couldn't. We've been neighbors a long time, Tillman. If I could figure some way to make the noose bust your neck, I'd do it for you. It's all right. But you get to hanging, I could put a bullet in you. I'd be beholden to you. Okay, I'll do it then. Would you drop by and tell my wife on your way home, Jake? Sure. I figured on doing that anyway. Thanks. I always liked you, Tillman. It's kind of too bad about this. Sure. You're mighty calm for a man with a noose around his neck. You men got your minds made up. Well, we can't have no man stealing horses around here. Would none of us feel safe less than we caught and hung them? I reckon I'd feel the same way, Jake. Of course you would. You'd hang me just as fast if I'd done it. I would. Only difference is I'd want to be awful sure it was you that done it. Oh, I'm sure. Heck, we caught you red-handed, didn't we? Told you a hundred times I found them horses running wild. I was driving them back to you. Now, Tillman, you was headed in the other direction. He got away from me. I was trying to turn him back. Excepting we don't believe you. None of us do. Well, ask Jennings. He saw me rounding them up for you. Jennings ain't here. But why don't you find him? Can't take the time. You delay a hanging, the first thing you know, the man's got loose. It'd just encourage horse thieving. Like I said, you got your minds made up. We gotta protect ourselves, Tillman. Here's his horse, Jake. Get him out of Tillman. Sure. Okay, Duval. Take up the slack and tie it. Hey, hey, look out there, Jake. Someone's coming. So they are. Let's get this done. We might have trouble. He's a long way off yet. We got time. You want to slap his horse, Benson? No. You do it, Jake. Okay. So long, Tillman. So long. Oh, 
Hello, Jay. Hello, Miss Tillman. Come on inside. Oh, thanks, ma'am. I'll stay out here. Suit yourself. My husband ain't here, Jake. He's out in the prairie someplace. I know. Clave's around, though. Want to see him? No. I wanted to see you. Me? What about? About your husband, Miss Tillman. Something's happened to him. Well, it was like this, ma'am. You know, me and Duval and Benson's been losing some horses lately. I heard. But Tillman ain't, somehow. And when we caught him driving a bunch of mine this afternoon, we figured it was him who's been stealing them. I don't believe it. My husband's an honest man. I know that. Now, Jennings saw him rounding them up where he found them running wild on the prairie. I guess whoever had stolen them got scared and left them there. Where's my husband, Jake? That's what I want to explain to you, ma'am. Jeannie's come and told us about it. But he got there too late. Too... Too late? We'd already hung him. Hung him? Yes, ma'am. Clave! Clave, come out here! What is it, Ma? Well, hello there, Jake. Hello, Clave. Tell him what you done, Jake. Done? Clave, we hung your old man this afternoon. You what? We hung him. We're stealing horses. Pa? They found out he didn't do it. After. Yeah. I guess the joke's on us, all right. Wait, Ma. He's kind of upset, Clabe. You better go with her. Somebody ought to kill you, Jake. Now, don't talk like that. I said we were sorry. I got to get home. It's kind of late. So long. <laughs> Cheer up, Matt. Spring will be here in a few months. Yeah, sure. You're still bothered by the Tillman hanging, aren't you? He was lynched, Kitty. All right, lynched. You'll never find out who did it now. That was nearly three weeks ago. Well, I got a pretty good idea who did it. That I can't be sure. No? Who? Probably some of the ranchers out there who've been losing horses. Benson and Duval and Jake Kaiser in particular. Benson? I heard he got shot the other night, right in his own house. Yeah, I did. Just a week ago. Maybe his conscience was bothering him, Matt. No? What do you mean? Well, maybe the other two killed him to keep him from talking. Uh, maybe. Well, anyway, he had it coming to him. It's still murder, Kitty. You feel worse about Tillman, don't you? There's nothing I hate more than a lynching. And knowing Tillman, my guess is he was completely innocent. What about Mrs. Tillman and the boy? Do they have any ideas? Well, if they have, they didn't tell me. 
Well, you've done all you can, Matt. Yeah, yeah, sure. I might as well be in St. Louis. Huh? I like St. Louis, Matt. Well, why don't you go, then? I don't know. I guess I'm afraid of the dark. What? What are you talking about? Never mind, Matt. Oh, Matt. Oh, hello, Doc. Oh, hello, Kitty. Sit down, Doc. Oh, thank you. Yeah, don't mind if I do it. See that fella Duval, Matt? Yeah, what about him? Uh, he's over in my office. What? Well, what for? He's been shot, Matt. Shot. Dead. What? His hired hand brought him in. What did this happen? Well, early tonight he said, you know, it's a funny thing, Matt. Duval was shot through the window of his house with a 50 caliber rifle. I dug the bullet out. Just like Benson. Yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting myself. That makes Jake Kaiser the only one left, Matt. Why, you think Jake did it? I don't know. Well, he's been sitting right over there in a card game since noon. Uh, are you sure of that, Kitty? Well, I was gone for an hour, but he was there when I left, and he was there when I got back. Well, he couldn't have done it in an hour, Matt. No. Look, Matt, he's leaving. Yeah, uh, excuse me. I'll be right back. Oh, uh, Jake. Hello, Marshal. Uh, Jake, uh, let's sit on a minute, huh? I, I want to talk to you. Sure, Marshal. What's it about? Ah, uh, here's the table. I'm kind of late getting out home. Uh, Jake, Duval was shot tonight. He was? Yeah. Killed the same way Benson was. Same way? Uh huh. You, uh, know anything about it? I'm beginning to, Marshal. Is that Tillman boy, Clabe? I know it is. Why would he do it, Jim? Oh, he's crazy, that's why. Marshal, I'll tell you. Clabe's took it into his head that we hung his old man. Oh? How do you know he has? I saw him right here in town this morning. And he was here last Saturday, too, come to think of it. You talk to him? Sure. And he keeps saying that we done it. Why? Don't you believe anything he says, nor Ms. Tillman, either. They're both liars, Marshal. I've known them a long time to be liars. Jake, did, uh, Clabe threaten you? Sure he did. You go arrest him, Marshal. There's not much evidence. I just told you. Yeah, I know. You mean you ain't going to arrest him? No, not yet. Well, he ain't going to shoot me. I'm going to go kill him on the way home, right tonight. You're talking to a U.S. Marshal, Jake. Oh, yeah. Well, all right, then you do something about it. I will. But you got any ideas of shooting him out of your head? If you'll arrest him, I will. And don't you forget what liars they are out there. You leave it to me, Jake. You hear? Sure. Not for long, Marshal. Not for very long. Jake Kaiser was a senseless kind of man. 
And I knew he'd probably go kill young Clabe Tillman the first time it happened to occur to him again. Still, I couldn't arrest Clabe for two murders just on Jake's word that he'd threatened him. I needed a lot more evidence than that. And the only way of getting it I could think of was from Clabe himself. So the next morning, Chester and I rode out to the Tillman place. It was only about 15 miles from town, and we got there early. I just don't understand these people, Mr. Dillon. Oh, what do you mean, Chester? Well, sir, if young Clay was sure enough about Duval and Benson to kill him, why didn't he come to you and have him arrested? He's taking an awful chance this way. Well, nobody came to the law when they hanged Tillman. But maybe someday they'll learn to. Well, they won't if they can go on murdering each other and get by with it. Now, let's tie up here, Chester. Hold on. Oh. Nice place Tillman made here, ain't it? Well, he worked hard on it, Chester. Now, come on, let's see if Clabe's around. All right, I'd like to have me a place like this. Well, he didn't build it on gambling money, Chester. No, sir. Hello, Marshal. Chester. Morning, Miss Tillman. Oh, hello, ma'am. Come on inside. Oh, thank you. Sit down. Thank you. Well, uh, I I don't want to bother you, ma'am. No bother. Well, I was looking for Clabe. I'd like to talk to him. He's out back. He'll be here in a minute. Oh, good. Good. Uh, Miss Tillman, have you heard about uh, Duval? He was killed last night. All right. Uh, well, don't you care? Several people have been murdered around here lately, Marshal, including my husband. Oh. Well, uh... Do you think Benson and Duval were in on that? I didn't say they were. What about uh, Jake Kaiser? You're prying, Marshal. That's the trouble with the law. It's always prying. What do you want Clabe for? Well, I thought he might tell me what he knows. You won't. We don't know nothing. And Clabe ain't shot nobody. He was in Dodge yesterday. Yeah, I know he was. I wouldn't put it past Jake to have shot Duval himself. Well, I've thought of that, too. Do you have any idea why he might have? No. Here's Clabe now. We got visitors. Hello, Clabe. Marshal? Chester? All right, Clabe. You, uh, been hunting this morning? No. Put that rifle back where it belongs, son. Okay, Ma. I was shooting hawks with it yesterday. Left it in the barn. You should have brought it in last night, son. Sure. But, well, it was dark when I got back, Ma. I didn't see it out there. Yeah. I should have brought it in myself. What are you doing here, Marshal? Duval was murdered last night, Clib. He was? Yeah. Shot, same as Benson. Well, what do you know? 
Jake Kaiser thinks that uh, you did it. He does, huh? Uh-huh. He also said that you threatened to kill him next. Maybe I ought to. Clay, don't talk like that. Okay, Ma. How are you going to prove I killed anybody, Marshal? Well, if you have, I'll find out somehow. Go ahead. There's a law against murder, Clay. They murdered my pa. Where was the law then? I'd have had him in jail right now if I knew who they were. Too bad you weren't there, Marshal. Well, I could still arrest Jake. We don't know nothing about Jake. Do we, son? No. No, we don't know nothing. Leave us alone, Marshal. We got trouble enough. Okay, okay, Clay. But you'll hang for murder if you kill Jake. Come along, Chester. I just saw him, Mr. Dillon, walking right up Front Street. Oh, Clay? Yes, sir. It's Saturday, and he's back in town, just like you said he'd be. Well, I wasn't too sure, Chester. Jake might have killed him during the week. It must have slipped his mind somehow. I know what you're thinking, Mr. Dillon. Clay's going to ride past Jake's place on his way home, ain't he? Well, the man's been killed each Saturday the last two weeks. Could happen again. You going to stop him? Get our horses, Chester. We'll ride out to Jake's. Now? Hadn't we ought to follow Clay when he leaves? No, it's Jake I want to keep an eye on. I don't understand. Just get the horses, Chester. Yes, sir. And uh, be sure there's a rope on my saddle, huh? We going to hang somebody? No, now get going. Yes, sir. Jake's just sitting in the house there. Plum unconcerned, Mr. Dillon. Somebody just got off a horse out there by the corral. I thought I heard a horse. Gosh, I wish there was a moon tonight. Oh, it's better dark. Stay out of the way of my rope, Chester. You gonna rope him? Quiet now. All right now, Chester. All right, grab the rifle, Chester. Yes, sir, I, I got it. No, don't let me go. Why, he's a woman, Mr. Dillon. Yeah, that's why I used a rope. All right, stand up now, Miss Tillman. Come on. You shouldn't have stopped me, Marshal. Won't do any good. Two murders are enough, aren't they? I was saving Jake for the last. I wanted him to sweat. And I'll kill him yet. Who's out there? It's Marshal Dillon, Jake. Now put the gun down. What's going on here? Why, it's Ms. Tillman. Yeah. She wants to kill you, Jake. A woman? That's a 50 caliber sharps. I think that'd do it. You sure would. You killed Benson and Duval with it, didn't you? I'll kill you if I have to use a knife, Jake Kaiser. A woman? Going around killing people. That's terrible. You hung my husband. One of the best men that ever lived. I told you it was a mistake. I said we were sorry. That's what I've been waiting to hear, Jake. Uh, uh, no! 
All right, get his gun, Chester. Here it is, Mr. Dillon. All right, throw it away. With pleasure. Now, you're both under arrest, Miss Tillman. Well, as long as Jake hangs, too. He'll hang. What will Clegg think? He knew about this when he found your rifle in the barn last week. And I guess he figured there was no way to stop you. You found the only way, Marshal. I guess maybe I should have told you everything from the first. Yeah. Yeah, but it's too late now. I'm sorry. Don't you feel bad about it, Marshal. I don't mind. I don't really mind at all. I know you don't, Miss Tillman. And that's the worst part of it. Gunsmoke, under the direction of Norman MacDonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. Tonight's story was specially written for Gunsmoke by John Meston, with music composed and conducted by Rex Corey. Featured in the cast were John Daner, Helen Klebe, Sam Edwards, Ted Bliss, and Herb Ellis. Parley Bear is Chester, Howard McNear is Doc, and Georgia Ellis is Kitty. Gunsmoke has been selected by the Armed Forces Radio Service to be heard by our troops overseas. Join us again next week as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal, fights to bring law and order out of the wild violence of the West in Gunsmoke. Transatlantic telephone call with Ingrid Bergman about her plans to tour as Joan of Arc, a preview of the London Company of Kismet, and an introduction to Renee Jean Mayer, star of the forthcoming Broadway production, The Girl in the Pink Tights. All this and more takes place on Mike Wallace's Stage Struck, now heard Sundays on most of these same CBS radio stations. Tomorrow at its new Sunday afternoon time, go Stage Struck at the star's address. George Walsh speaking. Lionel Barrymore's Radio Hall of Fame is great Sunday night drama on the CBS Radio Network. That was The Jokes on Us. Very appropriate title for that episode. That was Gunsmoke as originally broadcast on CBS on January the 9th in 19. 19- 54. That one featured John Daner, Helen Klebe, and Sam Edwards. Sam Edwards was always good. Helen Klebe, we were talking a little bit about her before the show started. She lived to be 96 years old. She just died. Uh, she was born in uh, 1907. So she, she died, I think, in 2002 in Los Angeles. She was originally from Washington State. So I had a nice, long life, Helen Cleve, and I really always enjoy her when I, uh, when I hear her on Gunsmoke. Sam Edwards was very good, too. 
I'd like to do a little background on him. He had a website. He didn't die all that long ago, Sam Edwards. He always had that youthful voice. It took me a while when I first got into old-time radio to appreciate him. At first, I wasn't crazy about his voice, but as I got to know uh, characters that he played and know the shows that he was on, uh, I, I really got to like him a lot. And of course, he was a regular not only in ensemble casts like on Gunsmoke, but on so many shows. So many shows. And of course, John Daner, just tremendous actor. By the way, the CBS affiliate here in town on cable has a second station that goes pretty much by the same call letters, but it, it uh, is only a cable station. And it plays all TV shows from the uh, 70s, kind of like TV land. And the other night, I was watching an episode of Canon. And, and a couple observations. First of all, we may get all schmaltzy about some of these old, older TV shows, but many of them weren't nearly as good as what we remember. Let me just say that. I always liked Canon a lot. And it was one of the Quinn Martin productions. Remember, he did The Fugitive and a couple other things. But boy, when I watched this Canon, I mean, it really had some holes in it. And, of course, Cannon was played by William Conrad. And by that time, William Conrad had really bloomed up. He, he was a very heavy man. And how do I say this tactfully? He was not a good-looking man. They would have close-ups of him, and his face was all red. He looked unhealthy, and he probably was. But he just was a, a very homely man. I'm sorry, I don't know how else to say it. I loved him. Loved him on Gunsmoke. And I remember even as a young man, I wasn't a kid anymore. I was a, in my 20s. I, I loved uh, Cannon. And I liked Jake and the Fat Man. I liked him on TV. But anyway, he was not not a good-looking man. It's funny. Carol was working on, on her laptop or something in the living room when I had that on. And she looked up and she said, what is this? And I said, this is Cannon. I said, that's William Conrad. I said, that's the one that thought he should play Matt Dillon on television. And she kind of laughed. And I still think he was the superior Matt Dillon. But having said that, he was not a matinee idol. And I don't think he would have made a successful transition to television. Certainly Gunsmoke wouldn't have lasted as long. Or it would have had a whole different feel to it. Still prefer radio to television, but those are my observations. Sorry, Bill. Uh, I love you, man. That's going to do it for this week, everybody. That's going to do it for Thursday, November the 19th. That's going to do it for the entire week. But don't worry, we'll be back on the uh, weekend with an archive show, a show from our files from many, many moons ago. And then we'll be back on Monday with a comedy, on Tuesday with a drama, on Wednesday with a mystery, and next Thursday we'll have another Western for you. We look forward to that. You know, I was... I've been telling you for the last two days this was our anniversary period and, and I thought it might be fun to play some songs, a couple of songs going out that were that I refer to as carol songs. 
when we first uh, met were dating and uh, I'm going to play two or three of them going out. So I hope you enjoy these. These songs, I can tell you, absolutely were from 1972. This is Bob Bro. I am so glad you stopped by and I am so glad you met me. Just an old-fashioned love song playing on the radio And wrapped around the music is the sound of someone promising they'll never go You swear you've heard it before as it slowly rambles on Just an old-fashioned love song One I'm sure they wrote for you and me Just an old-fashioned love song Coming down in three-part harmony To weave our dreams upon and listen To each evening when the lights are low To underscore our love affair With tenderness and feelings that we've come to know You swear you've heard it before as it slowly rambles on and on No need in bringing them back cause they're never really gone Just an old-fashioned love song Coming down in three-part harmony Just an old-fashioned love song
I think I can. 